0: Your Extraordinary Life by Design, where each week we will dive into tips and strategies on how to incorporate strong self-care habits, which will help you create, design, and sustain the life you want to live with confidence, grace, ease, and flow, and one where you can wake up to each morning with gratitude. Hi, I'm your host, Leslie Godet, Mindset and Emotional Awareness Coach for Women. If you want to create healthy habits to support your overall well-being so that you can avoid the burnout, people-pleasing, stop chasing after perfectionism, avoid comparison syndrome, and chasing after every magic pill, then you're in the right place because these are some of the things we will cover as the weeks go by. So I hope that you're ready to take back your life. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to your Extraordinary Life by Design. I'm your host, Leslie, and I'm very excited to round out December with today's conversation. This month, we talked about mindset, what it is, and how we form our beliefs based on the meaning we give to our experiences, which of course are based on what we think and how we feel when we are emotionally triggered. We then shifted to limiting beliefs and how to understand why we think the way we do and why we allow our stories to function on repeat. Last week, we talked about understanding your core limiting belief, which is usually one belief that we've held fast to as being our truth and what usually keeps us stuck from going after or staying true to going after our goals. And sometimes it can influence us to give up altogether. This week, I'd like to continue the conversation and bring it to a truth that was revealed to me recently, and that was this. In order for my hopes and dreams, in order for my goals and the life I see before me to unfold the way I would like them to, I have to do first a couple of things. One, I have to have faith in God's plan for my life and not try to be the one in control, but to allow him to speak to me and guide me in my day-to-day life. And two, it's allowing myself to trust God's will for my life, knowing that he can see the road ahead very clearly and that he has a purpose for this mission that I believe that I am on by his grace. In essence, I have to let go and let God. Now, that doesn't mean that I do nothing. It doesn't mean that I sit on the couch, for example, watching Netflix and just give it to God to create my life without actively participating. No, for me, it means that I'm not the one in control. It's a reminder that everything that I have is and was given to me by our Lord, and I understand that. Let's take the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. If you search on Google or whatever search engine you use, you will find descriptions of Mary's character, who she was, the life she lived. For example, Wikipedia says that, Mary was a first-century Jewish woman of Nazareth, the wife of Joseph and the mother of Jesus. She is a central figure of Christianity, venerated under various titles such as Virgin or Queen, many of them mentioned in the Litany of Loreto. Dictionary.com describes Mary this way. Mary is revered for her humility and motherly love. She is honored by all Christians, but particularly by Roman Catholics, who believe strongly in her mercy and her power to intercede with God. The Roman Catholic Church also teaches the doctrine of Mary's Immaculate Conception. And finally, according to USA com, in an article they wrote asking this question, How old was Mary when Jesus died? According to Christianity.com, Mary was 46 to 49 years old when Jesus died. Britannica states that she flourished from 25 BC to AD 75. Assuming this is in reference to her lifespan, according to Britannica, Mary was approximately 54 to 59 years old when Jesus died. I could go on and on, of course, to give you more statistics, or shall I say, the stories that people are writing about Mary. However, the reason I'm bringing up Mary is that she trusted God. She had faith in his plan, and she ultimately let go and let God. She was a virgin, and I can imagine in her day that her and her husband Joseph must have been ridiculed, because how could a young virgin girl get pregnant without laying with her husband first, right? And so, of course, this also leads one to understand that not only did Mary let go and let God, but so did Joseph. He had faith and trust, and he did the same. I can imagine that that would have been an extremely difficult thing for two young people to do in their day back then if they had did not believe in God's grace, if they did not believe in God. So why am I bringing this to your attention? Well, we've been covering a lot these past two months around our emotions and triggers and mindset and limiting beliefs. And the reason I started here is I truly believe that this is a part of ourselves that we all need to become more self-aware around, especially in the world we live in. It can be really easy for us to get emotional because there's a lot of things happening daily. We all live very busy lives and there's so much uncertainty in the world. The one thing that we as Christians have that is a saving grace, if you will, is that we have the promise of God. We know that we are only visiting this world and that there is a much better place waiting for us, a much more beautiful life. Until then, though, I believe that as we go about our day-to-day lives, that learning to become self-aware around our triggers will help us to understand how we respond to things, which will help us to become less reactive and saying things or doing things that would not be in character with the person we want to be. It is not easy to manage emotions when triggered by the world around us, but it's in these moments where we can learn to go within and allow ourselves to lean on and trust God to guide us and show us the way. For example, one person comes to mind for me and that is Paul. He found a way to be content even while he was in chains and jailed and even when he was beaten and even when he was ridiculed. Paul had everything before he met Jesus, at least to the outside world looking in, the people that he knew. They could look at his life before Jesus as being one of power, right? Because Paul was actually Saul of Tarsus, and he was a Roman citizen, which was a very powerful nation. He was born a Roman citizen, which in essence gave him recognition and authority. The Roman Empire was very successful in war and in taking what they wanted, and with that they were able to expand their control over three separate continents, including Asia, Africa, and Europe. In reading about them, I learned that they eventually became so big that they split into the Eastern and Western Roman Empires. Being a citizen of Rome meant that you had privileges over everything and everyone who was not. However, if you defied Rome, you could be hunted down and killed, and I'm quite vague here because when you read what they actually did to people, it was quite brutal. Saul, before he became Paul, was a hunter of Christians, meaning he hunted and persecuted them, and if you read what the practices were by Roman punishments, one can only imagine the brutality and human suffering. But that was until his heart was transformed by the gospel and by Jesus. The book of Acts says that Paul was traveling from Jerusalem to the Syrian Damascus and he was carrying out an order to pursue and round up followers of Jesus. His journey was interrupted when he sees a blinding light and he has a conversation with God. I don't know about you, but wow, this is incredible, this moment, because God spoke to to Saul, not yet a Christian, and asked him on his way from Jerusalem. He asked him, what he was doing. Like, why was he, why was he persecuting him? And we're going to get back, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But in Acts 9 verses 1 through 7, scripture paints us this amazing picture. Meanwhile, this is Acts 9, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that If he found any there who belonged to the way, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, "'Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me?' "'Who are you, Lord?' Saul asked. "'I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting,' he replied." And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. As we continue through Acts 9 and throughout scripture, we eventually read that Saul is transformed and becomes Paul, which is the Latin name for Saul. And he embraced being called Paul because he wanted to bring the gospel to people like those of us who were not born Jewish and more commonly referred to as Gentiles. Paul did not have a cushy life because his heart was changed, not at all. The promise from God was that he would use Paul to bring his word to the Gentiles, and in Paul's journey, he would suffer in the name of the Lord. Paul could have felt sorry for himself, but as you read through Philippians, you see the heart of a man who actually was not angry, but joyful. He lived his life with a joyful heart. He served with a joyful heart, and he was kind and loving. What I've come to realize is that no matter who you are, how bad a person you are, that God loves us. He will choose people like Saul, now known as Paul, to spread his word and to the outside world. It it must have been confusing to understand why and how God would choose such a man, but Paul is proof that God can use any one of us and transform us into amazing humans if we have faith and trust in him thereby letting go and letting God. I believe that Paul is a great example because when you look around the world that we are living in today, there are people in this world who are living examples of the before version of Paul. There are people today that make this world a harsh reality and can have us fearing for our lives. I encourage you to have faith. I encourage you to have trust. I encourage you to let go and let God. Let him lead you. Take your choices to him and let him help you decide. Life can be really hard, and when we let the outside world manage our emotions, which in turn manage us and steal our time, we lose out on so much because we become lost in our fears and can give up hope. When you are faced with something that feels like it's a challenge, ask yourself, am I afraid and why? Or is God trying to get my attention, reminding me that I need to take a moment to sit still in the silence and allow myself to take notice, acknowledge, reflect upon, and perhaps take action. I would encourage you in those moments to not look to the world to guide you with next steps, but to look to God to guide you with next steps, as he already sees the path ahead. I told you my story in last week's episode that I have been in many moments of pause, where I have allowed myself to get really comfortable being uncomfortable in the silence, a place that I often refer to as the uncomfort zone, so that I can really reflect on and listen, to take notice so that I can understand why I'm at a crossroads or feeling blocked, and I take it to God. And sometimes I simply just give it to Him to handle when it feels like it is too much. But I also don't just sit on the sidelines letting life happen to me, because I believe that God still wants us to continue working and living and looking to Him and he will reveal answers to us when we have faith and trust. Like I shared last week, I believe that sometimes when those moments happen for me, it's God's way of saying, hold up a second, Leslie. I want you to slow down and take a minute. So for today's homework for you, I my hope is that you read Philippians 2 verses 1 through 30 and really absorb what Paul is telling this young church You can feel it in his words that he truly loves and cares for them and wants the best for them, and I believe that he is also telling them to let go and let God. I know that as you become more self-aware of how you navigate your world and how you think, the feelings you feel, the meanings you give to your experiences, and you become more self-aware of the emotions triggered, it will feel challenging at times. So in those challenging moments, take it to God and ask him to help you with those challenges. When you do this and when you start to take back your power over how you respond to things because you trust in God to help you be strong and provide you with the powers that you need to overcome being reactive to the outside world, that's way, that way you can find peace within. And when you allow yourself to get clear in how you think so that you can start to reframe the stories you tell yourself, and when you start being intentional with the things that you do to support your mission for your life, you will feel more confident and we'll start building and living your life with more joy, grace, gratitude, and love. As always, this comes with the reminder that it takes time and dedication and commitment to the process and learning about ourselves and how our brains are wired. When you consciously take the time to learn how to become self-aware and in turn learn how to manage your emotional trigger responses, it will become a lifestyle choice for you. Because then you will start making changes in your life, so that you can show up in your world as the best version of you. And that's when you start to believe in yourself and you begin building your extraordinary life one day at a time. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a beautiful week. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing your energy with me. I would love to stay in touch, so let's connect. Please follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you liked this episode and what you are learning, please head over to whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on and give me some love so that I can reach more people and help them. And if you want to have a conversation around what you are learning because you feel like you could use a little more insight or possibly see what working with me could look like for you, then be sure to reach out to me at Coaching at gmail.com. And let's set up a quick 15-minute chat. For now, I'll see you next time.